Welcome to the Sports GPS. With your hosts, Parker White and CJ Holly. Welcome to the Sports GPS Season 4, Episode 37. What do we have on the docket today, CJ? Man, we got the Super Bowl. We got to talk about it. The Taylor Swift Invitational <laughs> yeah. slash the Blake Lively Invitational. And she was in the booth. Ryan Reynolds sat there and, and posted something out. Has anybody seen my wife? Classic. Um, <laughs> uh, following that, we got the MLB Newsstand. We're going to talk all things MLB with a couple of signings right before camps mm-hmm. open up. As pitchers and catchers reported on Wednesday today. from most teams, yeah, uh, yesterday slash today, and yep. then uh, most teams full squad reports on Monday. So we're right there talking about all that, and then of course we have to get started on our predictions, division by division. Yeah. Start is the AL West today. What a division! Absolutely, you got uh, the last two World Series championships. Teams are out of this division. All that and more on this episode of the Sports GPS. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Jumping right into the Super Bowl. Yeah. San Francisco versus Kansas City. Also known as the Taylor Swift Invitation. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that stuck for us. Um, I, 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 The more I thought about it, the more I was like, so right. It it's is so good. good. It's so good. It is good. Uh, very, very uh, good game. Yeah. Um, a lot of mistakes early. The offense is settled in late. Mm-hmm. Uh, made it fun, but it's nothing, nothing at the end of the first quarter. I'm going to go over every single scoring drive or every single drive, regardless of score or not. Uh, San Francisco started with the ball, runs five plays, 48 yards. Looked like they had this thing in the bag. Christian McCaffrey fumbles, recovered oh, yeah. by Kansas City. Carl, uh, Carlitis, Carl Aphelitis. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Uh, he <laughs> yeah. recovers the fumble at uh, the KC 27. And, uh, you know, so that, that led off the night. And that kind of was a theme, was untimely turnovers in this yeah. game. Uh, the next was a three and out by Kansas City, followed by a four and out by San Francisco, mm-hmm. four and out by KC. If you loved defense, you loved the first half of this game. Yeah, Kansas City's offense early, just there there was nothing going. Nothing. Like Niners defense, was, Nick Bosa was getting great pressure. Mm-hmm. All day, especially in that first half. Yep. Um, but it, di- it didn't uh, last, unfortunately. No, it didn't. Um, and then it was a 10-play, 46-yard drive that resulted in a field goal by Jake Moody. And if I remember correctly, this was the longest field goal in Super Bowl history. At the, at the time. At the time. <laughs> um, that record lasted a whopping, like, 48 minutes yeah. real time. And Harrison Budker said, hold my beer. Yeah. Um, but that was a little bit later because then a fumble on Casey's next drive. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, you know they were going down first and goal at the nine, and that led to the infamous uh, Travis Kelsey blow up. Oh yeah, t- with Andy with Reed. Andy Reid uh, yeah. because he wasn't on the field, and like yeah. I-, I can't I can't fault the guy for being mad that he's not on the field in a situation where you yeah. want your best players to have the ball. 
and I hate to break it to you, Isaiah Pacheco, <laughs> you are not the greatest player on KC's offense, and it's not even close. It is yeah. Patrick Mahomes, and then it's Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And if you're going to tell me otherwise, I'll tell you you're a liar. Yeah. I mean, one thing about Travis Kelsey, when he got drafted out of Cincinnati, the reason why he didn't get drafted earlier was because of his quote-unquote attitude, right? right? Um, so I I like my players to have have a little edge. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, can it go too far? Yes, but I don't, I don't think it – I mean, it's funny he bumped into Andy Reid. It was kind of like he just shook it off like whatever. Yeah. So – well, also, Andy's a big guy. <laughs> so Just a little bit. He can quote-unquote take a licking. I mean, all you got to do is watch those commercials uh, when he's on like the State Farm commercials with Patrick. Yeah. How much you, how much yeah. you tell me that again? <laughs> but this time using the nuggies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, fumble by KC, four and out by San Fran, three and out by KC. And they went negative yardage. Uh, and then um, it was a touchdown. A yeah. six play. Sorry, is it six? No, eight play. Excuse me, eight play, sixty-seven yard drive. Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings. Yeah, that's that's a sad thing about Brock Purdy. Like first half, like he was doing fine. Yeah. But like when you look at the total game stats, he's like, oh yeah, the Niners have a touchdown, but it wasn't thrown by Brock Purdy. It was yeah. thrown by a wide receiver. Right. And Jawan Jennings on the the double pass hook up to Christian McCaffrey yeah. for twenty-one yards. Uh, Moody makes it ten nothing. KC then takes the ball and actually sustains a drive for the first time all game. Mm-hmm. 13 plays, 65 yards. Because, I mean, when they scored and they were in the red – or they fumbled when they were in the yeah. red zone, it was a five-player. It was that massive right. pass to Hardman was, like, the only reason why they were down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, KC finally sustains a drive, 13 plays, 65 yards, and results in a field goal by Harrison Bucker uh, when they're on the 6 28-yarder. To basically close out the half, as uh, um, there was just you know a kneel down to finish out the half. So the half finished at ten to three, San Francisco. Yes. And it looked like you know what of the team, San Francisco literally just allowed one big play and then one long yeah. sustained drive. They were in control. And San Francisco, yeah, they had three longer drives, just a fumble and then a field goal and a touchdown and. Um, it, I mean, it definitely looked like San Francisco had, had it all going for them. And then it even started in the second half. I mean, <laughs> interception, yeah. Interception by KC, um, Patrick Mahomes just doesn't, doesn't read the defender. And, uh, right. you know, that could have been the momentum shift that really tore this game up. Uh, but it was a three and out by San Francisco that kind of, you know, jogged the momentum back down. I mean, mm-hmm. if San Francisco goes down and scores, they are winning this game going away. Yeah, probably. Uh, but, you know, the defense held three and out. Then it was a three and out. Then another three and out. <laughs> then it was nine place field goal. And yeah. that's when KC kind of figured it out from there on out. Yeah. There were two more three and outs, one by San Francisco, one by Kansas City. It was like their defense finally holding them. Uh, but, yeah, then the fourth quarter happened and touchdown by KC right at the end of the third kind of. You know, they scored 13 unanswered points, and you're like, uh-oh, here we go. Valdez Scantling. Um, you know, 16-yarder. And it was, you know, it, you're starting to think, okay, this could be a problem. Yeah. Um, But uh, San Francisco goes 12 plays, 75 yards for the touchdown. It was a, um, uh, was it a use check? Use check touchdown? No, sorry. No, Dewan Jennings pass from Purdy. So he caught oh, one. yeah. 
And yeah. they threw one. Yeah, it ended ended the third quarter was the use check up the middle. He was definitely in line to be a Super Bowl MVP. Oh, yeah. It would have been a, another non-quarterback MVP. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. um, but, yeah, so Jawan Jennings, he becomes only the second player in Super Bowl history to throw and catch a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. Can you name the other one, Parker? No, I can't. Oh, you should be able to. Uh, My squad, Nicky Foles. Oh, oh yeah, Nick Foles is the only other my, one. My bad. It's all good. <laughs> uh, but the big part about this was uh, the missed extra point. It gets blocked, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, then it became it was, you know, sixteen thirteen. Then KC goes down, ties the game up, sixteen sixteen. San Francisco goes scores a field goal, makes it nineteen sixteen. There's a minute fifty three left on the clock. And you know, That's if you problem. leave Patrick Mahomes that much time, Too he's going to go much down there, time. and he's uh, scoring a field. Now, if they have to score a touchdown, this is a different scenario here. Oh, sure. So you know that missed extra point came back to bite them, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean they, you know they they tie it up, nineteen. We go to overtime now. You know, with the new rules in the playoffs, Both each team, regardless of what happens, each team gets a possession. Uh, San Francisco starts with the ball, goes down, scores a field goal. That's not going to do it against Patrick Mahomes. Ooh, 13 plays, good. 75 yards. Paydirt, touchdown to Nicole Hardman. Uh, apparently he blacked out on the catch. <laughs> and they have run that play, that, that speed option off of motion, three times in the last two Super Bowls, and they have scored touchdowns on all three yeah. times. Okay, question for you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay, the Niners, they won the coin toss. Are are you are you kicking or receiving? I would have, yeah, I would have kicked. Yeah, that, I mean, unfor- I mean, I don't want to say unfortunately, but especially with Patrick Mahomes on the other side, mm-hmm. I I I want the ball last. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do I have to do? Do I need a field goal? Do I need a, a touchdown, two point conversion to win the game? What whatever it may be, but yeah. I mean, I, no, I would have kicked. I know, I know, Kyle Shanahan is is back. You know, he's okay with the. With getting the ball first, okay, but you know what? Don't don't kick a field goal. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think I think he's going back to, you know, he didn't touch the ball the last time. It was um, overtime in the Super Bowl. Also, Kyle Shanahan, the only head coach um, to to lose in overtime. Yeah. There have been two overtime games mm-hmm. in the history of the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan's been the losing coach both times. So, I mean, it was it was it was a third, it was a fourth and four. So I'm not saying like, oh, it's just one yard, but like that's a very reasonable like right. you can get the first down. You can get the first down or a touchdown. I mean, right. they're they're in the red zone at that point. Of course, I my biggest gripe with the Niners was okay first half. Yes, it was low scoring, but you know who's having a pretty good first half? Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, only the best running back in football. Uh, why did you like kind of stop running the football? Yeah, like. Keep doing it. Well, they had seventy offensive plays. Christian McCaffrey, uh, Christian McCaffrey touched it thirty of them. So I mean, he got the right distribution. Yeah, but uh, I, I would have given it to him a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I would have as well. I, I mean, mean, it was working. And and I'm a fan of Brock Purdy. I'm I'm not Mister. He's an M- he's the MVP this year. But I mean, I I think he's he's getting better, and I think he's he's the answer. He's the right answer for the Niners at quarterback. But he's still not. He's not Patrick Mahomes. I yeah, mean, let's just let's just be honest. Patrick Mahomes is the gold standard of quarterbacks in today's NFL, and you know maybe I mean Brady needs to watch out because Patrick Mahomes 
might be might be the answer of who's the greatest quarterback think, of all time. I think he's already past Brady if he continues on this trajectory. Oh sure, um, but I mean he, we gotta hope that that happens. But yeah, I'm not seeing Kansas City stop anytime soon. So no, definitely something to think about. Um, a couple of crazy other stats. Uh, the last three Super Bowls, Kansas City has not been called for a holding uh, penalty on offense. Hmm. And uh, they were also the most penalized yeah. offensive line in holding this year. They were. Uh, so it's kind of crazy to think, you know, you have a, a very good pass rush in San Francisco and in Philly last year, and Kansas City doesn't get hold for a hold at all. Um, I don't mind when officials, you know uh, – you know, swallow the whistle, quote unquote. But right. when there's blatant ones, like, there was a couple. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like, I'd like to see great pass rushers get home. Uh, and yeah, it's just you know it changes the game. But yeah, I'm not saying it's the reason why San Francisco lost. To be very clear, uh, they're the forty whiners to me, not not the forty nine. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, listen, it, it was a it was a good defensive struggle early. If you had. Uh, Ten and three, you really enjoyed yourself because you won three quarters, um, or two quarters, excuse me. So, I mean, you know, hey, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, Kansas City's right tackle Taylor Juwan, uh, um, he, I think he was the most penalized tackle in, in the Correct. NFL. Correct. Like, so you're telling me against that pass rush, he he didn't even come close to doing that. Yeah. He was like, come he on. definitely held a couple plays. Like I literally yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's tough. Don't, am I happy that refs swallow the whistle? Sure. But yeah, in some, in some instances I, I'm okay with it. But, right. Because as they always say, you can call holding on every play. Correct. I get it. I get it. But you know, sometimes you, you need to blow the whistle. Yeah. You need to, you need to throw you, that little piece of laundry. Yeah. You need to get that game in control. For sure. And it wasn't like egregious. Like I, I, I never watched I was never watching going, oh, my gosh, you, you didn't see that hole? There was a couple, but I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I didn't think there was anything that was that egregious, but let's just be honest. Kansas City held some, and they have a track record this season mm-hmm. of doing it. Sure. So Absolutely. So, All right. Well, Kansas City is your Super Bowl winner. Mm-hmm. They hold the 32nd overall pick. San Francisco holds the 31st. We will get more into draft specials. We've got 70 days. Yeah. 70 days till the draft. That's crazy to think about. Uh, we're going to have Tim Frazee on. T-Frazee. T-Frazee. He's going to come on, and we're going to do a draft special. But that will be later on down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to that um, and really getting excited uh, towards the NFL draft, um, you know, for football to kick back. But for the time being, we get to sit back, it's relax. Our, it's our time. <laughs> and it's baseball time. Yeah. And we're uh, we're going to get into it on the other side of the break. And we're back, jumping right into the MLB news and notes. We got a bunch of signings leading up to full camp attendees. And we said this before Monday. Monday starts it all off. Yeah. Can't wait. We're excited. Uh, Parker, hit us with all the news and notes of the week. All right. The Rangers, they signed Adolis Garcia to a two-year $14 million deal. He earned it for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the White Sox, they signed veteran right-hander Jesse Chavez to a minor league deal. I love Jesse Chavez. He's been with the Braves like three different times. This is going to be his last year, so 
I wish he went back to the Braves. But the White Sox, they have a ton of former Braves on their team this year. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the Dodgers, they signed right-handed pitcher Ryan Brazier to a two-year, $9 million deal. That's going to help their bullpen for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Kluber announced his retirement. Bum, bum. Yeah. yeah. No! <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to miss the guy. But the last couple of years, like. Uh, Haven't not, been good. Yeah. Not, not, not been the same movement, you know. Correct. Uh, the Reds and Jonathan India agreed to a two-year deal worth $8.8 million. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Padres, they're interested in Noah Syndergaard. I mean, they, they could use another right-hander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in, very interesting. Uh, I love this move. The Marlins, they acquired infielder outfielder Nick Gordon to the uh, to the Marlins for left-handed pitcher Stephen Okert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Gordon, uh, the brother of former Marlin D. D. Gordon. Gordon. And did you know that he has his own farm? I did not. They they were talking about that on the hot stove this week. Yeehaw, brother. Yeehaw. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Phillies, they signed Spencer Turnbull to a one-year, $2 million deal. I love this. How about you? Yeah, rotation depth, uh, you know, insurance policy, not bad. I mean, he might even come to the bullpen if, if we need him there. Right. Uh, the Pirates, they signed Yasmani Grandal to a one-year, $2.5 million deal that includes incentives. That's a great deal for the Pirates. I mean, I know Grandal had a bad year last year, but we know what he's capable of. For sure, for sure. Uh, the Giants, they signed left-handed pitcher Amir Garrett to a minor league deal. I remember this guy in Cincinnati was, like, real good. Expect more out of him, but, uh, I mean, that's a good deal for the Giants to get this kind of talent on a minor league deal. And if he finds his way, he finds his way, and he can uh, create that depth for them. That's huge. Absolutely. The Giants and outfielder Jorge Soler agreed to a three-year, $42 million deal. Big move for the Giants. They needed power. Uh, that lineup definitely needed it, and I, th- I think he'll do well in San Francisco. Absolutely. Uh, the Nationals, they signed outfielder Jesse Winker to a minor league deal. High upside. I mean, we've, we've seen the guy do very well before. Yeah, so. and the Nationals need high upside guys right now. Absolutely. Daniel Bard, the closer for the Rockies, he's out five to seven weeks following a meniscus tear. Uh, I mean, the sad thing is he's probably one of the one of, if not their best pitcher, probably, and he's their closer. Yeah, <laughs> the Marlins they agreed to a minor league deal with catcher Kurt Casale. Uh, very interesting. I mm-hmm. mean, he, he, I mean, he never really became the guy that everyone thought he would, but it's the Marlins. Good move. Yeah. Uh, the A's they met with government officials in Oakland in regards to the Coliseum lease. Um. I, I think they should just focus on going to Vegas. Well, and, and I mean, but there are some hang-ups with right. Vegas. Uh, a possibility of that not coming to fruition yeah. uh, based on where the money's coming from. So right. uh, more to be divulged later <laughs> in that. But right. uh, they do need to keep their ties in Oakland uh, still available to them. Yeah. The Angels, they signed uh, Drew Pomerantz to a minor league deal. I remember when this guy was drafted. He was a, supposed to be a really top-notch starter for the Indians. Yes, they used the Guardians used to be called the Indians. Yep. Uh, it never worked out for him as a starter, but he became a heck of a reliever, and uh, that's that's a good move for the Angels. For sure, for sure. Uh, Justin Verlander and J.P. France uh, are behind schedule to do shoulder issues the Astros, that, that could prove big for their rotation. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll discuss that here as we discuss the AL West a little bit. But yes, sir. Might view and sway <laughs> some of us to not pick them. We'll yeah. find out, though. Yep. 
Uh, the Rays, they signed Phil Maton to a one-year, $6.5 million deal. That's such a Tampa Bay move. For sure. Uh, the Mets, they signed... Uh, Shitaro uh, Sh- uh, Fujiyama. Fujinami. There you Fujinami. go. One-year, $3.35 million deal. I mean... Why I, not? I, yeah, I mean, I don't know much about this guy. No, but, I mean, he's got stuff, so... yeah. Uh, right-handed pitcher Liam Hendricks is weighing multiple offers. Won't be available to pitch till probably mid to late August because right. he just went through TJ surgery. But, I mean, for the stretch run, is he worth right. 3 $4 million? Maybe. All I know is that guy's had a year. I mean, he had cancer, then he had Tommy John surgery. He's been going through a lot. For sure. Uh, the Rangers don't expect to make any further additions, so where does that leave free agent Jordan Montgomery? Come on over to Philly, my man. I got you. <laughs> uh, I hope I mean, you we need a left-handed starter. Yeah, I hope he does go to Philly. <laughs> It'd be nasty. Uh-huh. Uh, the White Sox, they signed Mike Moustakis to a Marley deal. The Moose, he's going to Chicago. He needs to be with the big club. Yeah. Like, they've yeah. got nothing to lose. Yeah. Uh, he needs to be playing for the I'm assuming he'll make the club. He should, out of spring, for sure. Uh, the Phillies and Zach Wheeler have opened extension talks. Thoughts? and Jordan Montgomery need to be signed in Philly long-term. I think they're going to try to get Wheeler to have this, uh, to end the same years as Nola. So they'll be Uh, adding three, or sorry, five years to Wheeler's current deal with Uh the extension talks. So then both of them will end after seven years starting this year, 31. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, the O's uh, and right-handed pitcher Kyle Bradish has been diagnosed with a UCL sprain in his elbow. He will start the season on the IL. Not a great start for the O's. Uh, they they might need to think about Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell. Well, but you got to think. Um, you got to think. I mean, they just got Corbin Benz. So Benz, yeah. it's not as prevalent for them. Uh now uh, that it would have been say two right. weeks ago so um yes but, but it's e- not uh oh my god yeah i'm not saying it's oh my god but even even before the bradish news i was like they could use another starter for e- sure even with corbin burns for sure for sure right? for sure now i mean kyle bradish had an awesome year last year was fourth in the Cy young um so this is a huge loss but like bradish john means like they're 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 gonna be late to the party so, you know, hopefully Grayson Rodriguez does well for them. Yeah. Uh, what Merrifield, he's still a free agent. He's expected to sign this weekend. I'm very curious to where he'll to hit wit. Uh, I know he wants to play second base full time, but I mean, he can play the outfield. Obviously, he can play second. So I'm very interested to see who will sign that guy who's, I mean, that guy can hit. Yeah. You flat rake, and then, I mean, he plays a decent second base, so what teams need a second baseman? There's a handful that I can think of. Yeah. Uh, the Braves are not planning to platoon Jared Kelnick in left field. I like this. I'm a huge – I think Kelnick's going to take off in Atlanta. I know I'm biased because that's my squad, but I, th- I think he's not going to have the pressure that he had in Seattle. Right. Um, so you can just hit in that 8-9 spot in the order and – uh People forget about you, and you're going to do well. Well, and that entire team is just stacked from top to bottom with hitters. So, yeah. Makes sense. And the O's, they've shown interest in Marlins left-handed pitcher Jesus Lozardo. So, I mean, look, the Orioles have all the depth in the minor leagues to make a trade happen. And if you're the Marlins, you should think about it, especially from a position player standpoint. So, uh, try to get something in return there. But, oh, for uh, sure. 
That'd be very interesting if the O's got Jesus Lazardo. I would not be shocked if they did, especially since the Bradish news. But again, it's not an, oh my God, they need to make it right now. Right. And the biggest news is MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred is not seeking another term. He will step down in January of 2029. Yeah, you know what? Good for him. Yeah. Um, he had a great run. Leaving on his own terms. He's going to leave on his own spot. Uh, they're not going to kick him out. I mean, he's done great right. things for, for baseball. Took yeah. over from Bud Selig and uh, was very, very good. I'm not, I don't really have any true hatred or like, you know, he, he handled COVID as good as you could have handled it. Right. Um, I still think he probably could have gotten the players on the field sooner. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, he did good. Yeah. So and the rule changes. Yeah, and then yeah, he was willing to tweak the game when it needed to get and tweaked, he, and he made it better. For sure. I mean, because like, let's just be honest. We are always <clears throat> nervous when like a league wants to make tweaks and make right. cha- rule changes. We're like, oh, I don't know how this is gonna go. He hit on all of his rule changes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I I'm interested to see what the the pitch clock at 18, regardless of the count, is gonna be. Right. Or regardless of the situation with runners on Mm -hmm. uh that'll be interesting but at the same time like i mean it worked before so and i know i know a lot of people don't like the three batter minimum uh for pitchers but i i kind of like it yeah i mean it it doesn't hurt you that bad um it makes it so pinch hitters are actually being used effectively um gives the offense a little bit of an advantage Mm -hmm. so i like it and you can't just have a left-handed specialist out of the pen unless he's coming in for one and that's the third out of an inning. So right. It's right. it's advantageous for sure. And it helps managers know, hey, listen, I got to I gotta go righty-lefty a lot more in my lineup than stacking all my lefties yeah. because, you know, if I, it's not just the one time. Like, if I, if I stack all my premium lefties and I don't have someone in between them, uh, you know, this guy, you know, can't just go in, get one guy, come out, and then I got another right. lefty coming right back behind. So it makes it a lot better for sure. Absolutely. All right, well, I think that wraps up the MLB news. Yes, sir. Super fun. You get uh, snacks today? Um, well, I've been smacking on some cherries. <laughs> I got I got a cup full of pits for yeah. all the cherries that I eat. I know. So, you know, got to love it. Uh, also, happy belated Valentine's Day to everybody out there. Also known as Singles Sing- Awareness Sing- Day. Yes, it is for me. sad. It's not for you, but it is for me. It's sad. Well, I, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day, but yeah. for all you that do... Uh, happy Valentine's Day <laughs> slash Sad Day, Single Awareness Day. Yeah. Um, it was National Breakup Day the 13th. So, um, yeah, all good things. All yeah. right. Well, when we return, we have the AL West prediction. We've got odds. We've got thoughts. We've got things to discuss. Who's going to win? Who's going to finish at the bottom? We all know who's finishing at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. But it's really the three-horse race at the top. All that when we return. Welcome to the Sports GPS. We're in our last segment of the day, our AL West predictions. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the projected, as of right now, uh-huh. opening day lineups and rotations for each of the teams. Let's start with alphabetical order by the mascot or the team name. Uh, <laughs> the Angels to start us off. All right, let's look at the rotation first. Patrick Sandoval is going to be their opening day starter. Solid lefty. Mm-hmm. I, I like him. Yep. Uh, followed by another left-hander, Reed Detmers. Then you have right-hander Chase Silseth. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about him. Not really. Uh, left-hander, veteran left-hander Tyler Anderson. And then 
uh, in the fifth spot, you have Griffin Caney. Who yeah. I, I actually think has upside. Yeah, I mean, basically all these spots are considered locks, barring injury, or right. maybe a new acquisition, but I don't think the Angels are spending, really. Probably not. Let's go ahead and jump right into the lineup then. Uh, leading off, playing second base, Luis Renjifo. Then center fielder, Mike Trout, probably the best player on the planet when healthy. Yeah. Brandon Drury is your DH this year, followed by Anthony Rendon. If he could be healthy playing third base. Yeah, we've been saying that for three years. Truth. Uh, Taylor <laughs> Ward in left. Mickey Moniak yeah. playing right field. Uh, Logan Hoppy behind the dish. Two Very former good. massive prospects for the Phillies. Yep. Uh, how do you pronounce that last name? Nolan Nolan Sham- Shamwell. Shamwell? Or Shanuel. Shanuel? Yeah. All right, yeah, he's playing first, and he's then Zach, Zach Nito <laughs> is uh, playing shortstop list, and they could add a couple things. Um, you know, they could switch a couple guys out in their leadoff role, but, I mean, this this is pretty much the guys that the Angels are going to go to bat with. And, I mean, honestly, let's let's not lie to ourselves. We're not, <laughs> we're not thinking they're going to embrace anything crazy here. They're plus 4,500 yeah. on the odds in uh, – and FanDuel, FanDuel, the official sports book of the Sports UPS. Please sponsor us. Um, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's not, not but, something that we're But I at. will say, like, I like a lot of their young players. Ohapi, yeah. good catcher. Uh, Shanwell did really well uh, when he got caught up last year at first base. Mm-hmm. Zach Nito, solid shortstop. Mickey Moniak actually had a nice year last year. Yeah, if you can find that power stroke for sure. Yeah, I mean, the key for them... Mike Trout, you gotta stay healthy. Anthony Rendon, you have to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that gonna happen? I don't know. I do like, you know, Ron Washington is now their manager. I think that's gonna be huge for them, especially mm-hmm. defensively. Um, I'm not telling you they're gonna win the division. No. But I think I think they're not as much of a rollover as they've been the last several years. Yeah, I don't think they're on a hundred loss watch. Uh they lost eighty nine last year. I don't think they get worse. No. Um, do I think they're better? Probably slightly. I think, I, I think they're like a, I think they're a 500 team. Really? You think that high? Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, that's I mean that's that's is, a stretch. Is that for me. is that a stretch for you? Yeah, that's a stretch for me. I uh, truly I think they're a 80 85 loss team. So that puts them like what 77 and 85. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah that's where I have. I, I mean have that's four fair. better than last year. That's fair. And because I, you you lose Otani. Yeah. Like how big was that for he's, your line? He's pretty good. He's pretty good. I mean, it's more, so I like these new guys. It's actually more of an impact on their rotation. Yeah, but at the same time, though, yeah. like he oh, only yeah. hit late. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I I just yeah I think I think the Angels will be better with Ron Washington, but you have to decrease the fact they don't have Shohei. Sure. So yeah, yeah. you know it. I'm buffering expectations. I get it. All right, let's go to the Astros, the uh, winners of last year's division. Uh, let's go lineup first. Jose Altuve at second. Alex Bregman at third. Jordan Alvarez hitting the H. Mm-hmm. Jose Abreu at first. Kyle Tucker in right. Yonder Diaz going to be behind the dish. <laughs> Chase McCormick, uh, Jeremy Pena, and then Jake uh, Myers in yeah. center field. This is one of the deepest lineups in baseball, no and uh, especially with Diaz taking over the starting catcher position. Yep. Um, every single one of these players can take you deep. Yep. Um, without even thinking about maybe Jake Myers, the only one that you're you're not worried about taking you deep. Yeah, I mean, like Chaz McCormick and Jake Myers are more defensive minded players, anyways. Yeah. But I mean, they're solid. Yeah. And, and you know, when Kyle Tucker's in right, awesome MVP yep. guy. Um. This I mean, entire lineup yeah. is just deep. I mean, Jordan. Yeah, for sure. 
So uh, let's go ahead and look at the rotation. Uh, Justin Verlander, uh, Fernando Valdez, uh, Christian Javier, Jose Urquidy, and then Hunter Brown wrapping it up. I mean, uh-huh. there's possibility, as we talked about earlier, JP France, even though he's right. injured right now. Uh, Lance McCullers, uh, Luis Garcia, they'll come back in uh, mid-summer. Yeah. So, I mean, this rotation's got a lot of weapons, and they're they're only going to get deeper as the season goes on. Uh, the only thing, yeah. I mean, you worry about Verlander is he's pitching in his age 41 season. But, right, right. I mean, honestly, I mean, they this entire lineup in rotation is just stacked with, yeah. with guys. And their bullpen is deep. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, they got they Josh just got Hader, Hader too, yeah. and uh, and, and Preston's your setup guy. Yeah, so I mean, I think I think they're gonna they're gonna be in the mix for, for sure, sure, for sure. Yeah. All right, looking at the Athletics, your favorite team. Oh yeah. Uh, looking at the lineup, Ryan Nuda uh, at first base, Zach Galloff at second. He's actually good. I I think he's he's on the way up. Oh yeah. Uh, Brent Roker at DH. I like him very much. Seth Brown, favorite player on this roster. Yeah. And right field, Shailene Lears, former Braves top prospect at catcher, uh, JJ Bleday. Good old JJ Bleday. Yeah, yeah, your your favorite. Yeah, let me tell you how much. Uh, Jordan Diaz at third, uh, Nick Allen at shortstop, and Lawrence Butler in center. Yeah, I mean, while Noda is not the prototypical leadoff hitter, the right. A's liked what they saw from him at the top of the lineup, so yeah. he's going to sit there. And then uh, they've just got to figure out the different, you know, what's going to happen with Butler, and then. Ruiz in center. Who's going to get it? Is it a possible platoon? What are you going to do there? Um, but I mean, honestly, their their lineup is only just that much better than their rotation. Right. All right. Looking at the rotation, Paul Blackburn is your number one. He's. Uh, I mean, that's sad right there. Right. I mean, if Blackburn's your like fourth starter, you're fine. Or maybe even your third. Yeah. Maybe. 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 Uh, then you got J.P. Sears. I like him, though. Left here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, I like, he's got a lot of stuff. Yeah, Ross Stripling, a uh, veteran right-hander. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's solid. Uh, Alex Wood, former Brave left-hander. I mean, he's good. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's been, it's been a while. Shell of his former self. Yeah, I mean, l- some injuries. Uh, Joe Boyle, right-hander. I don't know anything about him. No, he, and he's in he's in competition with like three other guys. Right, uh, right. But he's he's got the early nod right now, just because he's homegrown and and they kind of want their homegrown guys to yeah to get some stuff. I mean, this team is going to be a hundred loss watch again. I mean, yeah. they lost one hundred and twelve this past year. I wouldn't be shocked if they lost one hundred and twenty. Oh really? I honestly, I mean, they, this team isn't better than what they put out oh, last year. Oh yeah. And this division is and that division is stacked. So yeah, like this team could very easily lose buck twenty. Yeah, and not even think about it. Right. So yeah, uh, we <laughs> all know who's going to finish in last. To be very clear, yeah. to be very clear, I will shave my head if the Athletics don't finish last Ooh. in the West. Shave it. It'll be gone. All right. Not buzz. Not high and tight. Gone. Okay. I will put pictures up. Gone. The yeah. Athletics are finishing the bottom of this division. Okay. I'm not saying all baseball. Right. I'm saying the bottom of this division. Yeah, I hear you. So, just want to want to clarify. There are all you haters out there. A little, on, little tease. On the socials. Yeah. You know, they hit us up at the Sports GPS and go, CJ said this. No. <laughs> I did Wrong. not. You're putting words in my mouth, and I don't like that. Yeah. No, I will shave my head if the Athletics don't finish dead last in the AL West. Okay. All right, go ahead. Next team. All right, the Mariners, uh, their lineup, J.B. Crawford leading off. He he just keeps getting better. For sure. Yeah. So mad we don't have him still. Yeah. Julio Rodriguez, one of the best center fielders in the game. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Jorge Polanco's in third at second base, an offseason addition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch Garver's at DH, solid veteran catcher. <laughs> uh, Cal Raleigh, the big dumper. The big dump. <laughs> at catcher, hitting fifth. Ty France at first, he needs to be better. Yep. I mean, I mean, not that he was terrible, but like the year after, the year before last year, he mm-hmm. was really good. Yep. Uh, hitting seventh, you got uh, a platoon in left, Dominic Canzone and Luke Rayleigh. I mean, Luke Rayleigh. Doesn't I think, move the needle. Yeah, but... it doesn't move the needle. And right, they bring back Mitch Hanniger. I think that's going to be sneaky good for mm-hmm. them. And then at third base, hitting ninth, uh, Josh Rojas uh, and Luis Arias. Yeah, definitely platooning. There's a couple of options here. But if somebody gets hot, I think Scott Service oh, is just sure. going to go with, with the hot hand more likely than not there. Uh, rotation, great depth. Yes. Uh, a lot of guys that you love. Uh, Luis Castillo, George Kirby, Logan Gilbert, Bryce Miller, and Brian Wu. Um, woo, woo, woo. Yeah, they made this five-man group right here that made nearly every start from June yeah. on last year uh, remains intact. Uh, they look good. Yeah. Um, and, and they're going to... You know they're gonna turn some heads for sure. I think yeah. the Mariners have a shot at uh, at making some waves here in the AL West this year. You'd love for them to have a lefty in the rotation, yep. but I mean Brian Wu is your fifth, and he was actually very good. Very good. So yeah. he he put up some stats, especially late August September last year. It looked really good. Oh yeah, help my fantasy team for sure. Let's go <laughs> to the reigning World Series champions, the Texas Rangers. All right, leading off Marcus Simeon at second base. That's a duh. Uh, Corey Seager's hitting second at shortstop. He's awesome. He's an MVP candidate. Uh, and left field hitting third, Evan Carter. He got up, uh, got called up last year and was awesome. And right field, you got Adolis Garcia, big power threat. Uh, at third base, Josh Young, who is definitely like a rookie of the year candidate. Uh, at first, you got Nathaniel Lowe. That guy can put bat to ball. Uh, catcher Jonah Heim hitting seventh. That I mean, the fact that Jonah Heim's hitting seventh tells you a lot. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Uh, uh, DHing and hitting it, hitting eighth. Excuse me, Justin. How do you pronounce that? Fescue. Fescue. Yeah. yeah. Let's go with that. Fescue. And he's their number six overall prospect. He's probably going to make the opening day roster. This guy just rakes. Yeah. That's all he does. And then hitting ninth and playing center field is Leody Tavares. I mean. The, the, Depth. Pretty much exactly what they ran out oh, sure. in October and, uh, you know. Won listen, the World Series. <laughs> Adolis Garcia coming off that fine postseason performance. And, uh, listen, this rotation isn't something to sniff at either, too. Yeah, uh, you have Nathan Eovaldi being your open day starter. Uh, at two, you have John Gray. He had a nice year for the Rangers last year. Uh, third in the rotation is lefty Andrew Heaney. If that guy can be healthy, mm-hmm. I think he can put together a really good year. Uh, fourth is Dane Dunning, the right-hander. He has upside. I like him a lot. And then the fifth spot is Cody Bradford, the lefty. And the funny thing is they have three guys that are, like, all-star pitchers, all, like, waiting in the wings. Yeah, they're going to be they're gonna be late summer, like, yeah. dr- like trade additions. So you got DeGrom, um, Scherzer, Tyler, Tyler Miller. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they're all going to be back, you know, probably till you know, June, July-ish. Right. Uh, but I mean, listen, like this team is going to get that much better come that point. And if they decide to make any trades, uh, like it could get real interesting for Mm -hmm. sure. So the Rangers definitely something to think about with that being said, (laughs) who you got and why? 
I'm going to take the Rangers. Right. And, and I know, like, on the surface, you're like, oh, it's because they won the World Series. Well, yes, does that play a part? Absolutely. But your manager is Bruce Bochy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the depth in their rotation. And I think Corey Singer could could win the MVP this year. For sure. So, and Evan Carter, I mean, you're going to have him for a full season. That kid is a stud. Mm-hmm. Uh, love Jonah Heim behind the dish. So, I mean, I'm I'm all in on the Rangers. I don't blame you for being. And I actually coin flip between all three teams that we that actually have a shot at this thing, right? Yeah. The, the Astros, the Rangers, and the Mariners. I I did like a, I don't know, a, a Rubik's Cube or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Magic 8 ball and tried to figure it out. I'm just going to go with the team that consistently produces and consistently wins this division over the last decade. Yeah. That's the Houston Astros. Hey, and like, yeah. until you knock them off, it, yeah. as far as the division winning, like, I'm not going to go away from them. So, Houston Astros, that lineup's still intact. They still have a great uh, rotation, and the rotation was down last year. Right. I think they'll have a bounce-back year, which makes them even better. I mean, they, they won, what, uh, 90 games last year. They right. tied the Rangers, but won in a tie break, essentially, with them. So, I'm mean, honestly, and then you got the Mariners. They're only two games back last year, and they got better. So. Yeah. It's going to be a three-horse race, but until you knock them off, give me the Houston Astros to win this division. Yeah, the only reason why I didn't pick Houston to win, it, and, and maybe just cu- we just heard about it, I'm a little worried about Verlander right. in France. Like, I'm not saying, oh, look, Valdez is awesome. Christian Javier is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, they have the arms, but like, and you just got Josh Hader, so their bullpen is uh, really nice. Um, but I just. I'm a little worried about Verlander, and you know he is 41. Yeah. Um, of course, I I always want to pick Seattle. I've done that several times, and they always let me down. Mm-hmm. I'm still rooting for the Seattle Mariners, but I could I couldn't pick them. And the Rangers. I mean, defending World Series champs. Uh, Bruce Bochy's your manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll no, take the Rangers. I don't blame you. If you have ideas on who's going to win the AL West, hit us up on the socials at the Sports GPS on yes. X, Instagram, <laughs> X. <laughs> um, uh, TikTok, all the things. If you didn't see our reaction videos from the postseason, check those out. Um, I, I know I was like half out of it for my road. For my Super Bowl, I noticed, <laughs> but it's fine. I I was so emotionally drained by the end of that game, mm-hmm. running the highs and lows. Um, I bet San Francisco because seventy two percent of the money was on KC, and I was like, "There's no way Vegas lets KC win and lose all that money." <laughs> Jokes on me. Um, but it, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, but it was <laughs> it was a it was a great game. Um, enjoyed all of it. Looking forward to baseball season, yes. also draft season as well. But uh, let us know what you think, uh, what you thought about our picks and uh, what you thought about the Super Bowl. Love to interact with you. Uh, Parker and I are trying to be more active for you yes. guys so you get a more interactive um, experience with us, and we want to take you on the journey that is the Sports GPS. But. Yeah. As I already said, that's going to wrap it up for Season 4, Episode 37, for all of us here at the Sports GPS. Parker White. CJ Holly. thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.